Hi. Hey, y'all. Hi. What is up? What's up, y'all? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Black News. It's Cornelia here back again and so happy and excited to be with you all for another week and another list of fantastic and just all around good topics. In case y'all new to the podcast, let me explain it one more time and I don't got to keep doing this, but I'm going to do it for y'all. Black News is a weekly podcast where I break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving black people. This is where you come and this is where we go and this is where we powwow to talk about what's going on with us, okay? So continue to congregate, continue to spread the word, and continue to pass the tid about Black News to all your friends and family and continue to support. We out here. All right, first things first. Please continue to like and subscribe to Black News on all platforms where podcasts can be heard. I say this all the time. We are on all of the major podcast apps and we on some of the mom and pops. You can find us pretty much anywhere at this point. And if you can't, let me know and I'll do the work on the back end to get us added to that. But like and subscribe, rate five stars, leave a comment and tell all your friends and family and that's how we just grow the show right spreading the word word of mouth is the best promotion so please keep doing that Uh, we've been doing fantastic in numbers we've been growing getting stronger and just having a good old time while we're doing this so thank you guys so much i appreciate it and i thank you in advance all right now let's get into it Host of the Fresh and Fit podcast got blasted this past week for being garbage. Y'all, for being hot garbage. And I don't like to judge people's podcasts and their content. I don't like it. I just, as, as somebody who creates content myself, I know what it's like to put yourself out there and to share your ideas and thoughts, perspective with people. And it could backfire. Or sometimes it could just not be the preference of other people. So knowing what that feels like and being in that situation and being vulnerable to that. And this in this this perfect example of me doing black news, something like this. I get it. It's our uh, it's we're protective of that space. Some of us, at least. But with that said, a clip went viral or a couple of uh, clips went viral um, because the two hosts, two black men on the, the show were basically bashing black women. So backstory, the original clip that first started to circulate was because Asian doll, who is an artist was on the podcast, or at least I think she's an artist. Actually, I don't know what Asian doll does, but she's on social media and she's an influencer. She was on the podcast. Things seemed to get a little, uh, tense between her and one of the hosts she felt like she was being disrespected ended up calling the gentleman mean and I didn't really watch it in detail it was a lot going on but in summary she got off the podcast was starting to talk about how she's proud of herself because she didn't act out cuss him out slap him in the face or whatever she said so she was pleased with that the hosts were then upset talking about basically trying to discredit her Then people started to comment and started to talk about how on this podcast, it appears that these men don't like black women. They usually have a bunch of white girls 
and black girls on the show. But when they do have black girls on there, they're mean to them. They disrespectful. You can tell it's something about them that they just don't like in regards to women of color. They started pointing to their social media, their Instagram, how they got pictures and videos, um, reels, TikTok, whatever kind of video uh, platforms or mediums they use with a lot of white girls, a lot of non-black women. Okay. And, you know, listen, if that's what floats your boat, that's what floats your boat. If you want to party with white chicks, do you, boo-boo, do you. But then one particular clip started to make its rounds where the hosts were specifically talking about how they don't date or deal with black women. So I'm going to read y'all the like the the summary of what was said. Now, disclaimer, I did not watch this full podcast. I am not going to give them the benefit of the doubt or of giving them an, an entire view. I found people who clipped the audio in the video and, and posted it or reposted it. But I ain't giving these, I ain't giving no Bama, no views for being raggedy. So let me set it up top. Okay. But this is in summary, what was said. Okay. One of the guys said, what about uh, the black dating app called black? And I'm just going to read y'all verbatim. I don't know who said what is both of them black and they both on, they host the podcast. What about the black dating app called black? It's funny, I never use that one, bro. But hey, if you want to date a bunch of Shaniquas, then go for it, man. Don't dabble in the dark, if you know what I'm saying. Sometimes if they're red bone. I'm not really down with the brown like that. We don't date night riders. And I said riders. We don't date night riders. I don't really date black girls. Most black girls are annoying. That was in summary uh, of what those two were saying. And it was more, and it was more back and forth. But and they basically don't date black girls. They don't like black women. Um, it was a back and forth. These are two black men. Now, the hosts were later mentioning in other videos how that's just that they have preferences. And that's all it is to it. They, um, they're allowed to prefer who they prefer. And they're allowed to date and like who they like. And people tripping and trying to make something out of nothing. That was pretty much how they kind of defended this. But let me just say this first. You ain't got to disrespect nobody to justify you wanting to date someone else. Meaning, if you want to date non-black women, just date non-black women. You don't have to put down black women to justify you wanting to date other women. I will re- I will feel really shitty if the person that I was dating or interested in was basically telling the world he like me because black women ain't shit. I would be pissed. Just date me for who I am and and because you like me, not because you have some, um, you're troubled in some way in regards to black women, which leads me to this. Y'all, it's giving disrespect. It's giving self-hatred. That's self-hatred. When you are of, when, when you project these stereotypes about an entire group of women, women who are a reflection of you to me that tells me that there is something about yourself that you don't like and people need therapy man people as soon as I saw that video I was like y'all get these brothers some help I've been vocal about therapy before and yes everybody everything ain't solved by therapy but if you are loud and proud as a black person basically talking about how you don't like black women it's something underneath that 
It ain't just because you like black women. I mean, you like non-black women. You, it's, some, it's some inner work that needs to be done. You got to do the inner work. And it could be a couple of things, right? We as women and as men, you probably notice this, notice this, this too. And if you are a man who dates men, black men or um, men of other colors or backgrounds, it's usually a couple of things that are underneath that right? Sometimes people got a problem with their own mama or that authoritative figure that was in their life, that woman figure. Because a lot at the end of the day, it always come back to the parents. It always come back to the parents. Well, I won't say always. A lot of time it does. When I personally am in the space of men who say that they don't date an entire group of women, you are closed off to an entire race. Millions of people of one demographic first thing i'm gonna ask you tell me about your relationship with your mama tell me about your mama tell me about your childhood what was your dynamic are you resentful for the because of the way she raised you or some of the things that you thought she should have done for you did she actually do something to you did she do nothing at all sometimes when i hear that um, another thing that i think of was and is this person still unwanted by black women a lot of times you hear people having these feelings because they have they're harboring the 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 rejection that used to happen to them sometimes when you grow up and you ain't that cute let's just keep it a buck you ain't cute because one of the hosts on that show brother brother ain't he ain't got it okay and this comes from somebody i've dated ugly men okay and that brother ain't he whew, he mm, I can see why he feels this way because a lot of times when we're younger and we're dating we can't get the woman that we want and you know sometimes you know when you a kid and a boy try to talk to you you don't like him we will tell you get your ugly get your ugly ass away however that's not always the case but one thing can hurt someone's feelings for a long time and a lot of times when you hear uh, men slandering a group of women, it's rooted in rejection. It's rooted in rejection. And I, I, would be, um, I would be negligent if I didn't bring up the fact that what it's looking like, uh, another thing that's looking like, like I said, black women didn't want y'all. So now y'all feel a way about it. You're undesirable to us. Next, they, ju- they just hurt. Some people can't heal. They can't get over it. They can't move on for whatever reason to the point where you got to get you a podcast and start downing black women. Bro, get you a hobby. Get a hobby. And some people are just anti-black. Some black people don't like being black. They don't like being associated with blackness. They don't like people to see them as black. They try to do and say things that will um, allow or cause the white gaze to look at them as, oh, you're not like those black people. They just don't want to be associated with blackness. They have bought into the stereotype. They have bought into the misinformation that black is bad and things associated with us are ghetto and negative and, 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 and not desirable. And they don't want to be associated with that. So what's one of the quickest ways to to blend in with the others? Disrespect your women. Say you don't like 
they're women, which is a shame because if you will say that on a podcast, you know, they saying that in front of their white friends and how stupid you look around some people of other nationalities talking about you don't like your own women. The audacity that is corny. It's just corny. It's just corny. So we got to do better. And by we, I ain't talking about the black news listeners. I'm talking about Bama's. They, they need to do better. So, you know, at the end of the day, while we are giving them some type of clout or shine or not even clout and shine publicity because of this situation that happened, I low key feel bad for them because it got to really suck to feel so unwanted and undesirable by people that you have made a, a such a drastic pivot to the point where you are announcing that you don't like the women who look just like you. That is really sad. Also feel bad for their black children, particularly, I don't even know if they have kids, but if they do have kids, they're going to be black. And if you have a daughter, she's going to be a black woman. I feel bad for that young woman. I'm, and I, and I wish her all the best because her daddy is garbage. And I, let me point out, there were some black men who showed support on social media. I know Van Lathan was, was stood up and D.L. Hughley made a post about it, talking about how corny it was. And it is. So shout out to those brothers who who were were talking about it in support of, of black people and, and just bringing up how anti-black this really was. And we're like, at the end of the day, y'all, if you don't like us, just leave us alone. Black women out here having businesses, we flourishing, we going on trips, we getting tans, we in the gym, we got our head wraps on, we doing our hair, natural hair, we got makeup, we influencers, brand ambassadors, we turn, we out here getting that money. Leave us alone. Just leave, we, we're healing. Black women, we out here thriving. Okay, leave us alone, period. What did y'all think about this? Did y'all even pay attention? Did y'all even know this was going on? And one of the reasons why I only knew it was going on because I still be following uh, uh, profiles like the shade room. And I think for the new year, I'm gonna stop following, stop following the shade room because it's stressing me out. But let me know y'all thoughts about this, man. Please share at Canelia on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Rapper Jim Jones done got himself in a little situation. He done got himself into a situation and it pretty much backfired. And now he is one of the hot topics for this week in regards to things that have happened with black people. Now, let's get into this because it's a lot. Jim Jones was recently on an episode of Lip Service hosted by Angela Gee. It is a podcast where they talk about sexual topics. Um, and she's been doing this since back in the day for years before it was even a podcast. It was a show on one of the radio stations, maybe like Sirius. It was on like one of the radio platforms, I think. But she's been doing this for ages. Um, a lot of people, different people come on there and just get them to open up and talk about their sexual history. And, and, and it's like a fun, it's a good time. If you young and listening to black news or if you got some kids in the car, I recommend you they do not listen to lip service. Let me just say that. But Jim Jones was on there like a, a, a episode or two ago and he was, you know, they were having a, t a time, a good time chit chatting and the topic of his family came up. Now, apparently his father 
was not a, a steady presence in his life. He struggled with addiction. But Jim Jones's mom was Mama Jones. Now, if you watch Love and Hip Hop back in the day when Jim Jones and Chrissy was on there, you know Mama Jones. She a little girl, a little lady with like that voice. She 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 talked like she been smoking Newport. That's Mama Jones. But Mama Jones was like seventeen when she had Jim. So Jim was talking about how his mother never disrespected his father, never downed him. Uh, when he was dealing with his struggles, she always talked him up. When Jim would see his father, it was all love. He just really admired the man. Then it segued into sex and like tongue kissing. They asked Jim like something like, when did you learn how to kiss? And that's when things went left. So he said that his mom taught him everything like about like sex and things so i'm gonna read y'all the quotes of like a a summary of what he said and then we gonna talk about this so jim pretty much said she taught she taught me everything about sex she taught me how to tongue kiss and they said something like what you mean she taught you how to tongue kiss he was like it wasn't no instructions she showed me with her mouth angela she kissed you jim it's my mother m-u-v-a because when you're from new york that's how you gotta say mother it's my mother she showed me how to tongue kiss when i was younger she was 17 then he says something to the effect of um how learning to kiss and then his mom teaching him didn't necessarily phase him he was a little grossed out when he actually kissed an, uh, a young girl so that part i'm gonna pause there people heard that and they were like yo excuse me your mom taught you how to kiss. And I think the original fuss and tuss, the fuss, the fuss and all the tussle and back and forth about it was because Jim did not, when Angela and them questioned him, like, wait, she took she, her mouth. He did not deny it. He was telling a story, recounting his childhood. And it came across like his mama was they taught him how to kiss, like, like tongue you down. That's the noise. That's me making a noise like I'm tonguing you down. So all of this comes from him not clarifying if she did or did not actually do that. Now, they didn't dig or pry or go any deeper into it. The conversation segued off into something else. So it really wasn't an opportunity to keep going. But when they did ask him that one time, he was like, no, what's Jim? she told me with her mouth. So then stuff started hitting the fan and blew up. Jim hopped on social media and he responded to the extent of saying something like, and, and this is just light quotes. He said, I love my mama more than anything in the world. And for the record, it was a joke. That's weak with y'all trying to project talking about how everybody was like yo if your mama teach you how to tongue kiss my guy that ain't that ain't really i don't know so then somebody gets on like an instagram live with mama jones so mama jones responds and she says something to the effect of the comments is crazy and everybody needs to understand you taking it wrong i am not a nasty mother all I am is a mother that was teaching my son how to survive and how to act with a woman. And for that information, it was and for that information, it wasn't no tonguing down. It was a way of showing you how to tongue. He licked out his tongue. I licked out my tongue. That was it. End quote. There was more, but that was that chunk of like the, the meat of what she said. 
So first, y'all teaching y'all kids how to tongue kiss? Like, are you? If I don't got kids, but is that what is that what we supposed to be doing? We are we teaching our children how to do that? I don't know. I don't know what y'all doing, and I ain't talking about the black dudes and sisters. I'm talking about people out here in the streets. So hearing that, I'm hearing a couple things. I'm going back to them reiterating how she was a young mother. When you young, a lot of times, sometimes you don't know what the hell you be doing. You raising a kid, you in the hood in Harlem. You used to be running the streets. Yo, baby daddy was running the streets. You out here in the world just doing whatever um, to the point where you think, oh, let me teach my son about sex and how to tongue kiss a girl. Mm, Okay, put a pin in that. This it's just, I ain't gonna need to go. It's a mess. It is a mess. I, I'm not gonna go out on a limb and and call someone a predator. I'm not gonna do that. But I am noticing that we sometimes normalize predatorial predatory behavior or predatory behavior has been normalized with us. And I'm saying us in general, not us specifically, but I'm trying to speak, um, scoop up people who may be included in that aspect of the conversation. But we really be out here normalizing predatory behavior and to, to just look in the other way. A case in point, R. Kelly. We watched that tape and I keep saying this, we sat around at them barbershops. We saw they were selling R. Kelly sex tapes out the trunk of that car. We knew about that, what he was doing for years. Hell, people in Chicago would tell you that they heard about what R. Kelly was doing back in the 90s. Guess what? It was normalized. Been normalized since before uh, modern, before like the, the times we're living in now. But I'm also noticing that people overlook it, predatory behavior, especially when it comes to boys. It is more overlooked. And by overlooked, I mean not like disregarded. I mean, it is viewed in a different way. So y'all know in a lot of cases, it's sometimes a badge of honor for young boys to be sexualized when they're when they're children or younger or young teens. If a boy is groomed or harassed, um, sexually assaulted by a woman, a woman, it is often looked at as, oh, shoot, you got you getting older women. You got older girls. A lot of boys will like be will think it's a compliment or um, not understand what was what is what was happening to them until they're much older. As where if the same situation were to happen with a girl, it will be looked at differently. But regardless, if it's a young girl, young boy, old uh, girl, old boy, grown woman, old woman, it don't matter. We got to stop normal, normalizing predatory and unsafe behaviors, especially though with our children. Now, even in this Jim Jones, Mama Jones case, right? Jim said what he said and Mama Jones said what they said. It sounded like it was actually happened because, again, Jim wasn't doing no. He was like, no, 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 no. Like, mama didn't kiss me, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't none of that. It sounded like she actually did um, do this. But I would I would ask us, what would we say if it was a woman on 
lip service who said, yeah, my daddy taught me how to tongue kiss when I was when I was a little girl. What? We would flip out. We people flipping out over this Jim Jones situation, but we would double quadruple um, 10 times flip out if a woman got up out here and was like, yeah, my daddy taught me how to tongue kiss. It would be unheard of. I would love for us to take that same approach when it comes to boys and girls being put in situations that is over sexualized or predatory or dangerous for them. Now, I say all that to say at this point, we have heard sound bites. We can hear what they have had to say about this. It, 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 it we, our hand, we throw our hands up. I don't know what we going to do. They are adults at this point and they seem to be fine with it. Like I, I just don't know where to go with this besides us as adults thinking about generations coming up after us and to shift our perspective and our mindset about how and what we teach in our kids, especially about sex and the, the positives and the negatives of that. We got to break these cycles, man. We got to stop within uh, with, within us over-sexualizing people or just again, I'm going to say this again, thinking that predatory behavior is normal. It's not okay. It is not okay. And this conversation has sparked another big debate within the black uh, social networks. And I hope the conversation brings out some type of a positive awareness for some people. I hope they some people are like, oh, shoot, that that ain't cool. Maybe I shouldn't do that when I finally have kids or oh, I saw somebody doing that. That you're right. That ain't right. Let me say something. Let me do something. Let's do a little more something to make sure that we break in this mentality because it's time. With that said, did y'all hear this um, this podcast interview and this one? I mean, lip service with Jim Jones. Did y'all see all the back and forth? What y'all think? What do y'all think about it? Let me know because the whew, I ain't y'all oof. hit me up at Cornelia social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let's get into honorable mention actor, philanthropist, just all around good human being. Sydney Portier passed away recently at the age of 94 years old. Sydney Portier, and in case you are just just living under a bridge at this point, you know who he is. Whether you know who he is because your grandma know, whether you personally know because you study his work, whether you've heard about him in just conversations about actors, um, uh, black people in Hollywood, civil or the civil rights movement, any of those reasons. Um, our, our reasons why or how you could have heard about Sidney Poitier, but specifically in regards to what he means to us, many things, right? Uh, a lot of the initial conversation comes, we talk about best black actors and the goats, greatest of all time, people we look up to, aspire to, your actor's favorite actor. That's where he comes into discussion about that one. People will often ask actors and entertainment entertainers who their inspiration is right who do you see as that pinnacle and that beacon a lot of people or I will say a lot of older black actors will reference him 
he, you know, has been known for many different roles. Um, but regardless of which one you gravitate towards, or even if you don't gravitate towards one specifically, you know, he was that dude on screen. He was the first black man to win best actor at the Academy Awards. Uh, Denzel Washington is one of the people who looks up to him. They had a good relationship, um, you know, as actors, as entertainers, and as black men. They just had what it seems like to be a quality relationship. And then specifically when it comes to the civil rights movement, a lot of people don't know that Sidney Poitier actually did a lot of work behind the scenes to support black people, to support the, the, the cause was um, in partnership with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., him and Harry Belafonte, and other black people during that time. He was just known for using his leverage and his resources to help with the cause. So just, you know, he just, just a good man, a good human being. Not only was he uh, an actor, philanthropist, activist, he was a director, he was a father, he was a brother, a husband, a friend. And this is a big loss for black people. Now, not a big loss in regards to being shocking or you know, just out of nowhere. The, the brother was old. So while we are sad and, and, and celebrating his life, it's not something that's unexpected like Michael K. Williams, not to compare deaths, right? But it is to say that that man lived a life. He served his purpose. He lived that purpose and he had a good damn run. So rest in peace to Mr. Sidney Poitier. Do you guys have a particular memory or moment that you think of when you think of him? There was that uh, video circulating around um, social media where he was in the movie. You starting in the movie and he slapped a white man. Now, during that time, I believe that was maybe like the 60s. It was un- it was unthinkable to be in a movie as a black person and slap a white man on camera. But that tells you the type of roles that Sidney Poitier purposely took and how he wanted to portray himself on screen. Not as, you know, somebody just out slapping people, but he wanted black people to be represented in a light that was not going to be disrespected by white people and he took that stand for 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 us and for the culture so shout out to him rest in peace Sidney Poitier and again let me know what you think of or some of your favorite Sydney moments are when you think of Mr. Poitier hit me up at Cornelia social media That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thank you again for supporting the podcast and continuing to spread the word, telling all your friends and family and liking and subscribing. I appreciate it. We are growing. We are getting bigger and stronger numbers. So I am so thankful for you all. And I ask that you please continue to do that. And when I say like and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit that five stars, leave a comment. People read those. They get the feedback. They're like, you know what? That sounds good. Let me hear what she got to say. That's what we want and continue to do so. 
Hit me up on social media if you guys have topic suggestions. I'm at Cornelia on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's at Cornelia like Kenny and Ophelia. I say this every week and I'm going to say it again. I got shows, y'all. I'll be out here. I'll be out here on the weekends kicking it on stage. Check my website or check my social media, specifically Instagram, to get show dates and ticket information. Especially if you come flying into town, maybe y'all here on vacation, definitely come to, to a show. It's going to be a good time. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening to Black News and supporting the podcast. Make sure you guys go out here and have a fantastic week. Continue to kill it doing what you're doing. And I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Bye.